Premier League seasons are always full of drama and unbelievable moments, and the just concluded season is not an exception. There were a lot of expectations from fans at the start of the season, but as we all know, football is unpredictable, and that is why every game is crucial as it will have effects on both ends of the table, especially the Champions League and relegation places. For a team like Arsenal that was scooped at the start of the season, but got their hopes high for Champions League qualification along the line, what would it mean to them as they have missed out of the top four? How and where did they go wrong? What effects will it have on them? These are matters that my guest, who is an Arsenal fan, and I would discuss tonight. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bokas with Swartz. First of all, I would say a big congratulations to all Man City fans around the world. Because it was not easy. But Timmy, how interesting was the title race for you? Uh, well, for me, it was it was everything you want. I think I was I was talking to someone when we were watching the game together, and I was like, "How can you not love football? You know, this is why we love it." It was it had everything. Like it took us all the way back to to that season. Then when Aguero scored that winning goal, so it was it was really interesting. I can't lie; I loved every part of it. You know, at a point in that Man City game, I thought Gerard and Coutinho was going to win the league for Liverpool, honestly. But of course, that that Gundo substitution changed the the game entirely. And we have to, I think we have to commend Pep for that. He's a, he's a brilliant coach. He's a genius. But it was yeah. it was a good fight. Liverpool, Liverpool. I I commend Liverpool too. All the way from you know the start of the season to this moment. Yeah, I I think that's like seeing two great teams. You know, you look at number of points that um, Man City had, that Liverpool had, right? And those were the points that the supposedly great teams, the Man United, all those teams. Those were the kind of points that you won the league with. I mean, so mm-hmm. seeing someone get 92 points and, and not and not win the title is is insane. And it just shows us how how difficult the league is and how great these two teams are. I think for Liverpool in particular, I I would say I was rooting for them in some way, not not out of any beef for Man City, but just seeing that team, I think it's I, I don't think I've ever seen a team play every match. Available to them in a season. That that is the same. It does not every game that they could have possibly played. Like that, that is that is absolute bonkers, bro. It's crazy. At, at, um, my my last two episodes, the guest that came is a Liverpool fan, and okay. it was it was one of the things I told him. Like it has not happened before. A team playing every game in the season. I've not seen that before. Yeah, yeah, I haven't. I mean, so for 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 Liverpool to, I mean, for club to transform a team like Liverpool of 2015, 2014 to this point where they are right now is yeah. very is very crazy. And yeah. I mean, it's, for me, club is club is world class, and I don't think that's just my opinion. I think for for a lot of people. Yeah, sure. That's very brilliant guy. 
Well, for us now, no. you guys missed out on the, of the top four. Bro, we bottled it. I know at the point in the season, you all were hoping yeah. to go for Champions League. I mean, and it was looking possible. Mm-hmm. Considering the fact that you lost your first three games in the season and at the point, I think around December, January, you were on a good run of form and it looked it looked like you were going to play Champions League. But somehow I don't I don't know what went wrong because I don't I don't watch a lot of Arsenal games. Yeah. So um, I'm just wondering. Yeah, like what went wrong? Yeah, what went wrong? Yeah. Uh, um. Well, for me, um, I think you know, obviously, because it was within our reach, there's that disappointment. To be honest, but 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 realistically, I, I think I'm pretty pleased with how how our season has gone. Mm-hmm. Um, what went wrong? I would say we, we lacked the experience. You know, there's a reason why our, our team is the youngest in the league. We literally have uh, the average age of the squad. I think if you look at the top 10 um, youngest average starting 11s in the league, I think nine out of the top 10 are Arsenal teams. So that just goes to show how young this squad we currently have is. I mean, in the end, it's not really an excuse, but I, I just personally want to look at the bigger picture. And um, yes, in January, we could have done with a few signings. I believe that if we got like one or two over the line, it might have helped us, you know, our midfielders and suspects, even in defense, you know, we it has shown that we are lacking that depth. And I think that's the next, that's really the next level. If we, if we want to challenge for Champions League next season, our recruitment this summer has to be, it has to be insane. Like it has to be good, you know, not necessarily... Um, big names, but big players, players that fit into the system. And, you know, we're speaking about Liverpool earlier, and that's one thing I really like about Liverpool. You've seen a team where the manager has been given time and resources to build a team in his own image. You you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has been given that time to, to make the team. And... It's just the truth is football fans nowadays are very fickle. So any slight decision is easy to to want to you know throw the manager under the bus. I mean, I wasn't. I love Ozil as a person, so I wasn't very pleased when he left. I love Aubameyang as a player, so I wasn't very happy when he left. But you look at those players and you ask yourself, were they really performing at the club? Were they really making a positive impact? And the answer is no. Now, whether or not they go on to do good things at another club, is I don't think that has to influence the fact that in our team they weren't they weren't really contributing, so they had to go. And I'm person, I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely fine with that. I think the problem was we did not um, strengthen, we didn't replace them. But I also do like the fact that unlike old seasons where we just would have just bought players just because we wanted to buy you know I remember this time that we bought that did not play very many games all those kind of signings that we just make panic signings that end up taking a lot of money 
So I'm, I'm really optimistic, to be honest. I mean, they say for Arsenal fans is the hope that kills, but I, I think we're heading in the right direction, to be honest. So we'll go again next season. So do you think Ateta is the right man for the job? I mean, you, you <laughs> there's, there's contract extension. This is, yeah. of course, it, it would mean a lot. And for, for a coach mm-hmm. of Ateta's level and, and charisma, I don't think he's the kind of guy that would be able to, you know, bring, like you mentioned, you need big, not necessarily big names, but big signings. So do you think Ateta is a kind of coach that, that would be able to, you know, draw those big signings closer to him? Because to be to be very honest, I don't think he's he's, he's he has um, right? yeah yeah exactly something like that. I don't think he's at that level yet where he would be a big player. And for the kind of season Arsenal, had, I mean, you you missed out on the Champions League. Every big player wants to play in the Champions League. So, what do, what do you think of of his contract extension? And what does he? What do you think it it would mean for Arsenal as a whole? Mm. To be honest, I, I think it's more of mixed feelings. To be honest, um, I like Ateta. If I'm being honest, I like him. I really like him a lot. Um, I think he's still young, and um, he probably needs to gain a lot of experience but um i can see i can see what he wants to do that's the biggest compliment i can give him like in parts in small parts of games in some of our recent victories you can see what he's doing with the team you can see what what he's trying to do let me say it like that um but he probably does not have the players to to do that on a consistent basis. And that's where the problem is. Now, do can Ateta attract those names? Um, I think we will see. I, I honestly believe that Arsenal as an institution is, is still a very, very attractive brand, attractive project, um, irrespective of what many people might think. And um, um, I, so I think let's just say we will see. Personally, I was really impressed with the signings that we made last summer. Um, the players that we got in, I, I really don't care whether people say they were expensive or not. They they have made a difference. Now, is that enough? No. But it is a step in the right direction. I mean, among all those transfers, the only one you could probably say has not been a very big hit is maybe Tavares. Every other one of them has definitely improved the team. So, you can say that his talent ID is, is good. You know, he's able to identify the players that he wants, not just bringing in somebody because he is a big name or, or he has a good, um, or he had a good career or something like that. Nobody knew Tomiyasu before he came. He has become a mainstay, you know. Barring the injuries he had, he was one of the best performing defenders in his position. So, um, I think we will see is the best way to say it. We we do, unlike last summer, we need players that are more mature, that are more in their prime. So it's not all about young players. We need goal scorers in that team. So I'm just interested in seeing what he does. That, that will give a, a reflection of how our season will go next season. Because with the Europa League now, we need a bigger squad. And we definitely need to improve our players. 
So we'll see. Yeah, I was going to mention the um building building your team around um young players. Players like Matileni, Saka, you have um what's this guy? Smithro and uh, all those guys. You have Saliba out on loan, you have you have Bellerin on loan and they'll probably come back, I guess. Yeah. You are playing in the Europa League. Do you think and and your captain now is Odegaard, yeah? I won't well it's still like a Z. Well, I mean, because he wasn't playing. But I'll be, I believe I, um, Odega will be made permanent captain from next season anyway. So do you think with, with this kind of experience going into the Europa League, these guys are playing in, in Europe for the first time, except maybe Odegaard that had a few appearances in Madrid in the Champions League? You know, all these, all these young guys, do, do you think they have what it takes to to put in a fight, combining because if you see this season, out of the top six, top seven teams, top seven teams, it was only Arsenal that didn't play in any European competition. Yeah. So do you think these boys have what it takes to combine the league with um, the European competition and not just, I mean, Europa League is it's kind of huge on its own. Mm-hmm. And Ateta, Ateta's, Ateta's um, last time, did Ateta play in Europa League at any point? Has he played? Yeah, he, he got to the final. I think, was he the one that got us this car? No, no, no I, I think, think he did. He did. He did get us to the final. After we got to the final with Emery, then we got to the. And final or semi-final under him. And then we final. lost Yeah, we lost as well. So, and so he, he with, the, with the resources available to him now, do you think yeah. there would be like a, <clears throat> a fight for us now to put up against teams like, of course, my United is playing in the Europa League as well. There are real Betis, there are teams like that that are playing in the Europa League and these teams have experience in, in European competitions than the present as now team. Mm-hmm. So do you think, I mean, what does it mean to you? Uh, well, um, you know, I, I, these players are young, yeah, but, but I think a lot of th- these things you're talking about also come with experience. So, for a few of them, it might be their first time in the competition. Players like Smith-Rowe, Saka, Marcinelli, they've all played the Europa League. Um, they're still Grand Shaka at the club, who has played in um, in the Champions League, you know, yeah. even for us um, and for um, Basel as well. So, yes, I know for quite a number of them, it's a new it's a new experience, which is also why I said we need a lot of experience in the squad. But you, do, but you look at teams like Ajax, for example, Ajax that has a lot of these young players that came to the academy can hug, you know, took them to the Champions League, did amazing things. So I don't think it's always about the experience. If you compare Arsenal to Manchester United, for example, we do not have the experience of Manchester United, but we have outdone them in the league, for example. You know, and we, I, I, and that's why I say, to a large extent, I am honestly 
impressed because if we've done this with this young squad, this young, inexperienced, and um, <clears throat> should I say um, depleted squad, you know, I can only imagine what we will do when we have a, a bigger squad. We have more players competing in different positions. So um, I, I expect us to compete. I, I honestly expect us to compete and to compete well, really. But everything depends on this summer. To be honest, the Korean case look like they are willing to back at Atleta, and um, so so it, it does look like we we have money to spend. Now it's about spending it on the right people in the right places, and then getting the team ready to go again next season. You know, we don't want to be in a situation whereby we lose the first three games of the season, and people are talking about us not getting relegated and all those stuff. So, so there's a lot we have to do right in this summer, but but about next season, I I definitely expect us to challenge, and I'm sure, I'm sure we will do well. To be honest, I'm I'm pretty confident. I mean, like every football fan, sometimes is, but but for me, it's more than just blind optimism because I can actually see what we want to do, and then the core of the team is still there. The players that are starting are still there. Martinelli will be there. Odegaard will be there. Saka will be there. Smitro will be there. Pate will be there, right? Shaka will be there. Um, Lokonga will still be there. We'll have Ben White. We'll have Gabriel. We'll have Tierney. We'll have Tomiasu. You know, all those guys will be back from injury because that's another thing that has affected us. Tierney has been out with injury. Pate has been out with injury. Tomiasu has been out with injury, right? Hopefully, Nketiah extends his contract. I really want him to do. Um, because it looks like he's, you know, maturing. Well, we do need another striker, a proper out-and-out goal-scoring centre-forward. We do need that. But the core of the team is there. You know, you can pick 11 players that you, you say on their day, these 11 players, if you start them in any match in the Premier League, they can compete with anybody. So it's just a question of adding that squad depth. And then the experience will come with time. These guys are still young. Saka is 20, Smitro is 21, Martinelli is 21. And despite the fact that they are de- that young, Saka, Smitro, they are English internationals. Um, Martinelli is a Brazil international, you know. Ben White is an English international. Gabriel is a, um, is a Brazil international. Tomiasu is a Japanese international. Tien is a Scottish international. So they may be young, but... I think there's that experience still to some extent and they will get more as time goes on. Yeah, I, I quite agree with that because you mentioned something about getting players that that would fit in to this court to challenge for positions. And I think one, one major problem a lot of Arsenal fans had with at the time this concluded season is Aubameyang's transfer in January. Yeah, yeah, he could have gotten a replacement for for because I mean, he's, he's like the most senior player on the team. Is on Abamyang's day, he would he would give you goals. He would give you one or two goals that you are suffering from. You have Abamyang in the squad, and you get a goal definitely. So for for him for him to transfer a player like that out and not get a replacement is is something that is that is very hard to cope with as an as an Arsenal fan. I mean, I'm talking from an Arsenal fans perspective now. And the kind of things he did with Barcelona, I mean, he's, he's, he's like eight or nine goals, topping, topping the 
um Baka Go Charts. I mean, it topped their charts and, and it joined in January. So, yeah. if I think if Ateta wants to be successful, things like that are, are things you should work on. If you are going to transfer a player out because we feel they are not good enough for you or they are not contributing anything to the progress of your team, you should have your replacement. Lacazette is probably going to leave in the summer. He's going to leave. Sure. Yeah, and, and it doesn't it doesn't look like there's a replacement for him yet. You yeah. can't back players like Inketia and Martinelli to to because if you want to do very well in the you need a, a striker that will give you at least 17, 18, 19, 20 goals. And I don't 20 goals minimum. Yeah, I don't think Asma has that kind of player in those boys. Exactly, yeah, I, I, I see you actually and and I absolutely agree with you. You know, when many times when when your manager makes a decision, it is when you win that the decision is seen as a success, right? So if Arsenal got into the Champions League, for example, everybody would be like, Oh yes, he was he was right to get about me and go to the club, he was causing a nuisance. But now that he's not in, then it's easy to blame to blame that choice. But but definitely I understand I understand what you mean, you know. Abamyang definitely is a born goal scorer and he scored a lot of goals for us now. I, I personally really, really love love the man. Um but it it just was not working, you know, he wasn't playing games anymore, he wasn't um he, he wasn't scoring goals, he wasn't creating anything. And um um I, I think it was the best for both parties that he left. I do think that we should have gotten somebody in. But, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I was actually happy that we didn't just buy anybody for buying sick. That was important. We could have just gone and gotten a striker just so that they would not say we did not get a striker, giving him like £200,000 and then have to pay him off to leave the club again. You know, and Arsenal needs to get past that. We need to get to the point where we can actually get value for players when we sell them. Right, yeah, and and that's the only way to be a sustainable club. So, um, I think it's two sides. It's two sides of a coin, but uh, and but definitely yes. I, I am very sure that Arsenal are going to get in strikers this summer. You know, there's talks of um, um, Gabriel um, Jesus from Man City, talks of yeah. Usman from Zipoli. You know, so I'm 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 definitely sure that we will get in a striker, but. You know, I, I really want um, Inketia to stay. You know, I really like the look of him. He, he just looks to have gotten to have to have gotten better. But for all we know, it, it may just be because he wants to get a new contract or he wants to get a deal to some place. You know, all those things affect players' performances. So I'm I'm not getting ahead of myself, but I would really want Arsenal to keep him at least. He's a good player to have in the squad. He has played eight games over the last few weeks. He has scored five goals, and that makes him our highest scoring striker. So, you know, there's potential there, basically. And with the Europa League, there'll be a lot of games to play. So, so it would be nice to have him around. Um, the last thing I, I think I would want to discuss is the PFA Awards. Uh-huh. The player of the season and Foden winning the young player. What's your, what's your take on KDB? First off, 
Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I like KDB a lot. Um, I rate him a lot. Um, but I do not think that he deserves that award. You know, um, it feels like they just took the, the last three, four months in isolation. Because if you consider the season in general, I think players like Son, players like Salah, you know, have been more have been more involved and more instrumental for their teams than than say De Bruyne. De Bruyne really was absent up until like mid March, you know, February March ish. He was either injured or not playing at his best, you know. So uh, no, I'm not buying. I'm not buying it. The Brian are definitely not player of the season. Definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah, for me, for me, Salah Salah was more deserving. I mean, Salah was Liverpool scorer. He was yeah. the highest assist playmaker of the season. Highest number of shots, please. Highest number of shots on targets. Highest number yeah. of. Shots. I mean, I could go on and on, but. Yeah, Salah, Salah deserved it for me. And personally, I'm happy for Son. I mean, he, he won the Golden yeah. Boots. This guy's very happy. He has been very underrated. So yeah. for, for, for him to do it now with that kind of scored 30 hours, and he didn't play a single penalty. So this that without scoring a penalty is, is actually absurd. It is insane. That's an amazing <laughs> And I was going to say that about the Bruyne, you know, the irony is I, I do not think he will even be voted player of the season in Man City. That's how, to some extent, ridiculous that award looks. You know, I, yeah. I don't see him being player of the season for Man City, let alone the league. So it feels, it feels uh, like a very, very funny decision. For me, Bernardo Silva had a better season in City than, than the Bruyne. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Bernardo Silva probably feel folding, actually. Yeah. Even can would get a mention for me above above the prime, but it is what it is. And folding winning the young player too. I mean it's for me, I don't I don't buy it. I, I think I think Trent was more deceiving. For yeah. for for um a defender to you know have twelve assists. In, in the season, you are not a midfielder. You are a defender, and you are banging twelve assists. I don't, I don't, I don't see anybody coming close to that guy. I mean, oh, in the young players category, Trent is unreal. Trent is, Trent wow. is. I I love Trent so much, you know, and I absolutely think he deserved that award. I think the biggest irony for me was Saka was nominated for Player of the Season. And yeah. was for young player of the season. So in my head, I'm like, so there's there's a possibility that somebody wins player of the season. But, but not the best yeah. That's that's that just feels very ridiculous for me, you know. And that's not to say that Saka deserved it over Trent, but but to just do that is absurd. It's very absurd. So imagine Saka wins or won the um player of the season. But Foden now is a young player. He, you know, they, it it just did not make a lot of sense. I agree with you. I absolutely agree. But I guess it's Premier League and their their nomination yeah. and criteria because they've been 
they've been messing up for about three seasons now. Last season, the King was more deserving of player of the season. I think De Bruyne won to last season. He did. So, I don't know if there is a kind of connection between Tagalida and Man City. Be with De Bruyne. Agenda, my bro. At the end of the day, it is what it is. Yeah, but but I think all in all, it's just been. I'm personally just very pleased that the, the season is over for me personally because um, I, I play FPL so the FPL season has been quite draining in itself so just the fact that everything is over you know I feel like I'm also taking an off season just like the players are taking one and, and I can't wait for that at least for some months before yeah. the continues again it will be really nice Thanks a lot for joining me, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you, my bro, for having me, for, for allowing me rant, you know. <laughs> we'll go again. We'll go again next season, as always. Yeah, thanks, man. So, well done. Great stuff you're doing here. Thanks, thanks. I appreciate it. All right, man. Take care. Thank you for joining us tonight. Kindly hit the follow button in the podcast menu. And don't forget to join us next week. Till then, have a good night and enjoy the rest of your week.